Hey, it's John Bernadovich, host of the HR Like a Boss podcast. We are coming to you live from the NORC conference. Hey, HR, hit reset 2023. Super excited to have the HR Like a Boss podcast on the road. We are live streaming with countless guests who are going to share their wisdom about the purpose of human resources and how somebody does HR Like a Boss. Okay, hello, everybody. So exciting to be here with all of you. We are doing our first ever live stream from the HR Like a Boss podcast. I'm also joined by my new friend, Tom Ludwig from Tetra Tech. Tom, welcome to the HR Like a Boss Thank podcast. All right, what do you think? Good, I, I like it so far. We're having a good time today, uh, learning some new stuff and, and hitting the reset button, so to speak. So Love it, on perfect. brand, way yeah. to go, on brand. Okay, so Tom, tell me first and foremost, a little bit about yourself. Tell, yeah. tell me your background, your passion for HR, where you're at these days. Sure, sure, thanks. Uh, so yeah, I've been in Northeast Ohio, about uh, born and raised here for 40 years. So uh, I, I live down the road in Broadview Heights and I've been in HR uh, ever since I can remember. So I. Uh, undergrad, uh, focused in HR, uh, graduate school, same thing. Where we go and, to school? Uh, Where was Kent, State. Kent, Kent yeah, State. Let's go yeah. flashes. All yeah. right. Yes. Flashes. So, uh, yeah, it's been great. So undergrad was there and then uh, graduate school as well. And uh, the last seven years, I've been with a company called Tetra Tech, uh, and I help support uh, our HR needs there for uh, engineers and, and designers. So Awesome. Let's give a shout out to Tetra Tech. Thank you so much for supporting Tom to, to spend some time, invest in his HR knowledge and be here at NORC, the Hit Reset HR conference in Cleveland, Ohio. Okay, so first question I ask all podcast guests is how would you describe the purpose of human resources? Oh, the purpose of uh, HR. I think it's the conduit. I think it's the uh, it's the greasing of the wheels, if you will, of the organization. How uh, how we get the business goals aligned with the folks, and uh, and what you know, what better way to do that than with good HR to do that? So strategically, I, I think the strategic piece needs to be there. Uh, how we're how we're uh, putting the troops, the associates together. But at the end of the day, it's 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 the conduit. It's the grease. It's getting that communication, uh, more awareness, better outcomes. Yeah, no, we're all about aligning the purpose of the business to the people, getting everybody on the same page. I think yeah. that's great. Okay, Tom, now I know you're really passionate about recruiting. It's a big deal for you. I know you do a lot of that, I'm sure, at Tetra Tech. <laughs> Tell me some of the challenges you're experiencing, what the the state of the state when it comes to recruiting right now these days. Yeah, the uh, the state of the state. So I, I recruit in about 25 states across the country, and uh, I think a lot of it is the uh, the experience, the, the user experience, the candidate experience. So uh, quick, decisive, uh, checking in uh, often, early and often, with candidates and don't leave them hanging. Uh, honestly, more than a week or so uh, is, is what I consider hanging uh, out there where you're not communicating with them. So I think those are some of the key pieces. Uh, hiring managers, working with best outcomes with them. Uh, sometimes they, they, uh, the joke is I have some managers that would fire themselves if they could, so they have extremely high standards. Okay. So we try to mold and shape and, and say, hey, I've got one of these, uh, you know, these, uh, the sturgeon out there, this one sturgeon, it's gonna come around every seven months. And how do, you know, are we, are we gonna find something like this again? Probably not. So let's see if we can make it fit. And oh, I wow. think having a two-way conversation with my hiring managers Keeping the candidate experience, the, uh, the, the connectivity is key. Uh, and then everything else recruiting-wise. So referrals uh, for, for your associates that are finding folks. Uh, if it's um, just attraction or the retention piece, which is, you know, buddy programs, mentor programs in your uh, organization, all those things help uh, keep it together. 
I love so, it. Yeah. So how do you have a conversation with the manager that wants to fire himself? Yeah. Herself. Uh, yeah. How are so, you doing that? What's so that like? we, uh, we, we, is this, the, literally, uh, this literally happened? This, this happens. This I don't think happens. I'm good I have very, this job or I'm, I, I'm so demanding. I'm so demanding that I want I want a replica of myself, and we can't find those no, replicas, yeah. right? So so we have to have some conversation behind that. And, and my team knows that. I'm very forthright with them. So I've got about 55 hiring managers, uh, and we're trying to recalibrate and focus on what we need candidate-wise. And, you know, uh, a 70-80% match is usually what you're looking for. Somebody to grow into the shoes. Somebody, yeah, it might be lateral. Maybe somebody wants to take uh, the, the foot off the gas, if you will, and just sort of go into a different transition. And putting those pieces in place, the roles, the candidates, uh, and, and letting my managers know, hey, th this is what we're up against. We might only have three candidates in the next six months apply, and that's fine. And we'll go try to find and poach and, and, and as well. But there's only so many people applying to those roles too. Yeah. So. That's why in the business of staffing, there's the term purple squirrel. Yeah. And yeah, we want to make right. sure that we're, I don't know if you've ever seen a purple squirrel. I've only seen a yeah. fictitious one that right. we've drawn on our, our website, but all right. So Tom, you have been great. I really appreciate you being the very first live stream podcast yeah, guest awesome. in the history yeah. of HR like a boss. I will get you out of here with my final question. Please tell me how you would describe someone that does HR like a boss. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, communication. Uh, and even before that, it's listening. So uh, a good listener, good communication skills, and having an eye uh, on the prize. You know, what is that long-term goal? Uh, I think those are the three pieces. And I know a few people that do that uh, in HR like a boss, and, and they're, they're awesome at their job. And my goal is through the podcast, through the book that'll come out later this fall, that there'll be just more than a few. We'll Absolutely. have thousands, if not yep. hundreds of thousands. The standard will be HR like a boss, and I can tell you're doing it. Yep. High five, Tom. Yep. Way to go. Great job. Appreciate it. That concludes the first interview on the HR like a boss live stream from Nork HR Hit Reset 2023. Oh, gosh. This is going to be entertaining. Sir. Thanks for being here. My, my good pleasure. man. Pleasure. It's George. I'm going to give first hug on the HR Like a Boss podcast. There we go. Oh, nipple, nipple. Nipple, nipple. Okay. There we go. Get in there. <laughs> we are literally live, George. Live? So, yes. Okay. I will stop the F-bombs. No F-bombs <laughs> since we're live. No we poor little words. Yeah. We're going to get whatever the word is on YouTube. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to censor us. Yeah. 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 No, Those are the FCC. Yeah. No, no, no curse words and no playing music in the background because then they'll shut us down. Oh, okay. All right. No Spotify. All right. All right. So, George, you've been on the podcast before. Yes, I have. As you know, you're in my book, HR Like a Boss, which comes out later this fall, just so you know. I'm breaking that news right now to everyone. And you're quoted in there several times as my yes. friend and yes. colleague and my sidekick at Disrupt HR, yes. which you're going to speak at again. Yes. And now we're here at the NORC Hit Reset 2023 conference, and you're the president for one more month? One more month. Oh, my gosh. So tell me what that's one, been one like. One month and six days. It's interesting. <laughs> Who's counting? Not that I'm counting. <laughs> Not that I'm counting. No, it's interesting because I joined Cleveland Sherm in 2009 as a volunteer, and it was funny. It was my first meeting. I went to the meeting, and then after the meeting was done, they said, all the new members come to the front. So I go to the front, and they're like, okay, which committee are you going to be on? I'm like, I haven't <laughs> even left the parking lot for my first event. How are you already signing me up to do something? So that was 2009, and it's been a fantastic experience being able to connect with people across the Northeast Ohio HR community and to learn so much. You know, for me to be able to volunteer and give time and talent and help to organize these efforts. Yeah. But also to take back from people all across the HR community who have been helpful in my journey.
Yeah, no, that's awesome. And you, so now you learn how to ask people to voluntold people yeah. in 2009. Now you're doing it all the time in your role today. All of the time. And yeah. one thing I say about volunteers, volunteer leadership is so hard. If you're able to get the skill set of volunteer leadership, you know, you, your managerial skill sets will accelerate so quickly because volunteer leadership, they don't, you don't give them a paycheck. No. They have so many other competing priorities. It's like, how do you make sure people are doing what they said they were going to do? And then also bringing them back to what the mission vision was while they signed up to volunteer for whatever it was in the first place. Uh, so it's been awesome to be able to flex that muscle with Cleveland Sherm. Mm. Um, and then when I get done with Cleveland Sherm, I'll be able to chill a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, what's next? Next is chilling. Yeah, we're not going to fill that gap. I mean, okay. I'm fortunate. I have two daughters. They are yeah, 14 and 10. Plenty of sports. I actually coach soccer for my younger daughter. So I'm going to dig into that and spend a little bit more time with the kids and just you know it's gone so fast. I know. We talk about kids growing up. So just being there a little bit more fully uh, with them. So I'm looking forward to hanging out with them. And it's really a four-year commitment when you think about it, the president oh, yeah. role, because it's two years president-elect, two years in. And it was six years. And are you are you then past president? We got to do something on the Sherm foundational board is that how that works is yeah so past president so for our Sherman foundation board that's much less of a lift okay you no know, so we're have less stuff that goes on there so that is a vacation compared to the investment and time in regards to cleveland Sherm. yeah so, huge yeah. impact huge impact so yeah. over the time and, and i know you're quoted in my book and I, yeah. I i'm sure you probably don't even remember what you said yeah. which is fine <laughs> but the point of hr like a boss is yeah. to align the purpose of the business to the people yes. and to dri drive organizationally all the things that can help a business grow and evolve, et cetera. Yeah. How would you describe the purpose of human resources? So human resources, making sure people are best able to utilize their full skill set and we're able to tap into folks in the best possible way. Okay. So that's our, our goal. That's our duty. When we talk about what can this person bring to the organization and then how can we leverage the organization as a tool to help them grow? Because they have to grow. Uh, people are not growing. They're staying stagnant. You know, that's not the right feeling for them. Mm -hmm. They have to be able to challenge themselves, find out what they're, how to best utilize their skill set. So for us in human resources, how can we connect folks to those best learning opportunities? How can we identify the skill sets they have, mm -hmm. the impact that they're having on our organizations? And how can we find ways to help them amplify that impact they're having on our organizations. I love it. And I'm all about stretch assignments. Let's get you out a little bit out of your comfort zone. If you're yeah. used to doing accounting, let's yeah. get a project in IT or something in sales or marketing. Yeah. You Because you, you never know. Oh, my gosh, I like that you better never than know. I like accounting. Yeah. That's happened before. Yeah. All right, George. So the, the podcast is called HR Like a Boss. The book is HR Like a Boss. I got an HR Like a Boss t-shirt on. Mm -hmm. How would you describe someone that does HR Like a Boss? Someone who does HR Like a Boss has a sense of curiosity about the folks who are around them and they dig in to understand the folks around them and to deliver the best possible results for that person, all the folks around them. That's HR like a boss. Bringing out the best in people, get them to stretch and do great things. Yeah. George, you're the best. I, I'm literally going to say, I love you. I love you as well. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> we had our first hug and our first love session yeah. <laughs> on the HR like a boss live stream. Way to go, George. All right. We got people lined up to get back onto the show. I appreciate you very much. All right, thanks so much. All right. Okay. How you doing? Holly. What's going on? From Dairy Farmers of America. Yes. Okay. I got that right. This is literally, I'm meeting these people as they walk by. It's so great to see you, Holly. Holly, tell people 
our HR Like a Boss Nation all about yourself and your passion for human resources? Sure. So um, <laughs> that's a great question. So I got into human resources an interest in it, just really in hiring and training to start just in a retail business and um, being able to schedule interviews and reference checks. And so very, very transactional HR pieces, but um, that really inspired my passion for actually getting to know people and their value and their contributions that they bring to different organizations. And um, I guess something really important to understand is just how I'm wired that I see, I see the positive, I see the good in anyone that I meet. So I always assume that people want to do well, that okay. people want to succeed in the workplace. They want to enjoy their work. Um, and so really I decided to school for it. Um, I have my associate's degree and then I decided to do my SHRM certification. Wow. And um, yeah, I've, I've been at my current job for 11 years now and I, couldn't be happier with my career choice. I can feel the passion from you. Like literally, it's, it's like exuding out of you. You're, you're, I feel like when you got into HR, it was this moment of, oh my gosh, I found what I love to do and I have a passion for it. And one of the cool parts in, in the book, and again, I'm being boastful because this is all about promoting the HR profession to do amazingly awesome HR, the podcast, the book that comes out later this fall. One of the core tenets of that is you got to love what you do. You don't love what you do all these harebrained things that people do or crazy stuff it's just going to drive you crazy so i appreciate your love and passion for it so tell me tell me your perspective of the purpose of hr like why are we doing this thing called hr yeah so what's really important to me is to understand that hr it for me it started about the people it didn't necessarily in my mind start about the business results i wanted to help the people and as i got deeper in and i had some great great mentors through it, great bosses that really helped pave the way for me and look out for me. Um, understanding that people feeling valued and engaged in their job directly contributes to those business results. Mm. You have to have one to have the other. Mm. And oftentimes uh, HR is still fighting the fight to um, prove their worth, to bring in data to support what they're pushing. And um, it's it goes hand in hand. People who are engaged and excited to be at work that are invested in and poured into, they are going to want to go out of their way to perform. And they're really just going to, they're going to pull out the best of them, their potential. So uh, they go hand in hand, the business results with the people. Yeah. You know what? You are, you are, uh, did you read the book already? Did you get an <laughs> advanced copy somehow? I got to tell you, you are lined up to the concepts of this idea of Let's bring business results through engaged employees. Like the idea of having two out of three employees, according to Gallup, not being engaged at work to me sounds like the biggest indictment of HR I've ever had in my life. And it's year over year over year. We have to change that. And then what is it? Eight, eight out of 10, nine out of 10 people feel like their employer doesn't care about them. Come on. We have a much, we have a much better potential and a way to deliver amazingly awesome results for our business through incredible HR, which you are doing. All right. The podcast is called HR Like a Boss. The book is HR Like a Boss. The community we're trying to create is a bunch of HR Like a Bossers. How would you describe someone that does HR Like a Boss? HR Like a Boss? I mean, I'm going to draw back on that word engagement of someone who really cares and, and really pours into it. Um, I mean, I'm, HR, people are put in a position where they're trusted. 
with confidential information. They're trusted with people dealing with some of the craziest, scariest, most exciting things of our employees' lives. And so um, the people that can really help employees understand their worth, that's someone doing HR like a boss. I love it, Holly. You were great. Awesome job on the HR Like a Boss podcast. I'll give you a hug. Way to go. Awesome. Go ahead. Put your stuff down. It's okay. We're, it's like it's like it's like sitting around the uh, fireplace. Okay. Yes. How are you? Good to see you again. How are you? John. Good to see you again. Remind me of your name again. Karen. Karen. That's right. Karen. Yes. We talked about the Karen. We did. I got you. I got you. Oh, gosh. Have you ever been on a podcast before? I have not. Okay. Why, why did you decide to say yes to joining the podcast? Well, um, I thought it was an interesting opportunity. I love podcasts. And you interviewed um, my coworker, Anna Gibson. Aww. And I thought that was just a wonderful episode. Love Anna. And she's, this is all about Anna today. The Nor We're at coming at you live. We're broadcasting the HR Like a Boss podcast live from the NORC HR Hit Reset 2023 conference. And we've got my friend, Karen, who is a friend of a friend, and we're getting to know each other here on this podcast. You're stepping out and doing this podcast right now just by doing something new and different. All right. So here we are with Karen. Karen, tell the HR Like a Boss community a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So um, I am Northeast Ohio born and bred, right? Always lived here, never moved very far. Um, and I got into HR because I saw someone... Um, during one of my very, very first jobs. And she was the HR person that was there and she was so warm and welcoming and open. And so I spent a lot of time trying to get myself into HR and finally I was able to. Oh, so, so you had a great impression of someone mm -hmm. the very first time you met up, they they warmed you, they they loved yes. you at work. They gave yeah. you a, a, a welcome feeling. Yes. Now all of a sudden, fast forward the tape a few years, and now you're into <laughs> HR yourself, yep. delivering that same type of support. Do you remember who that person was, that first person that gave that? I don't remember her name. But, yes. but, they, but how they made you feel, you certainly remember that. Absolutely, yes. Uh, presence they made me feel how they welcomed me into the uh, organization and how they were just there as a sounding board whenever you needed them i love that i love that all right so this is called the hr like a boss podcast mm -hmm. we talk about a wide range of topics but we're live streaming here from the nork hr hit reset 2023 conference i got it right okay i got it after the 15th try the very first question i ask all my podcast guests on my show is what is the purpose of human resources and Karen, I'm so curious to hear what your thoughts are there. Oh my God, I believe that human resources is absolutely what's going to hold a company together, you mm -hmm. know, and that's any kind of company, you know, because we um, we have so much that we are responsible for that kind of, you know, is underneath our realm and our scope. Um, and so because of that, you need people who are going to be there um, in the middle between the company and the employees to kind of help, you know, leaders figure out what's fair, what's equitable, what is the best way to help run a business, right? You also need people who are going to be impartial, right? And who's going to be able to, you know, maybe hit back at, um, you know, a, a leader within this organization um, and say, hey, maybe we need to think about this a little bit differently. But you also need to have people who can reach out to those employees and say, hey, maybe we need to think about this differently. 
Mm. So you're doing a lot of listening. You're taking a lot of information in. You're mm -hmm. you're sharing it with your leadership team, hiring managers, other folks. Mm -hmm. you're, you're helping to bridge that gap between what the people need, what the business needs, what your community needs. Correct. Yeah. All right now, in I'm sure in all your years of experience, there's got to be something in HR that you were like, if I was ever on a podcast, I want to talk about this. What would, what would that be? What would be the topic that you have super passion about? It's right now, um, and I know it's big, big topic, um, but we've been focusing on it a lot and it's really mental health in the workplace, you know? So that has really been something that's on my mind, um, especially kind of coming out of the pandemic and understanding that the pandemic really did a lot to people's mental health. And, you know, how are we, you know, championing that in the workplace? What are some unique things that people are doing to say, hey, listen, employees, I'm here for you and your mental health right now. It's so important. I'm, I, I can't say that you ever wish the horribleness that came with the pandemic, all the people that, that lives passed, that got sick, all those horrible things that did, that did come out of that. But I know that there were some good things that came out of it, awareness around people's well-being. We, I'll never forget, for the first time in humanity while I was alive, we all had empathy for going through this global pandemic together. Yes, yes. And you, you had something in common with everyone, which is not not common no, in this day and age. And especially as, as people get more opinionated, everybody thinks I'm so different than you, whether it be the color of your skin, your political view, your religious belief. But during that time, we were all together and it was hard. It's very it was hard. really hard. Yes. It was mentally taxing. Mm -hmm. We all had different experiences that we were dealing with. Yep. All this unknown, and I, I, I think that's great. I'm sure your organization and you are super passionate about this, mm -hmm. and the mental health and well-being of that is is really paramount. Yes, absolutely. Um, and like I said, we've been have we've been talking about it. You know, of course, because this is Mental Health Awareness Month. Yes, you know, is, yes. Even, Make sure you remember that, folks. <laughs> um, but even um, I think the Surgeon General came out and said that it's like an, a loneliness um epidemic right now, and I know like that is a direct reflection of what happened during the pandemic and. Just being, uh, you know, sometimes just being a listening ear to somebody who is feeling a certain type of way. Yeah. You know? All right. Well, I'm going to get you out of here. You've been great. I could talk to you the rest. Of the, hold on one second. Don't leave me yet. We got one more question. The last question I get all guessed out on the book that's coming out in the fall is called HR Like a Boss. Did you know that? I did know that. Okay. The podcast you're on right now is called HR Like a Boss. Did you know that? I did know I knew. That. I knew you knew that. Of course, the sign's there and I'm, I got the shirt got on. Yeah, you know, It's like so obvious. I'm, I'm you got this. I'm Mark. We're marketing the heck out of this. We're giving away tattoos if you want them later. <laughs> All right. Last question is, how would you describe someone that does HR like a boss? My goodness. I think that someone who is able to really connect with people mm -hmm. um, on all levels, right? From, you know, the CEO to the janitor, right? And to treat everybody equally and to treat everybody the same and to come in with that same sort of mindset and helpfulness. I think that's someone who does HR like a boss. Karen, you do HR like a boss. Thank you so much for being on the live stream at the NORC 2023 HR Hit Reset Conference. Yes. All right. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Nice spending time with nice. you. All right. Thank you so much again. We have another guest on the live stream at the NORC HR Hit Reset 2023 Conference. I'm joined by Stephanie. Stephanie, tell all of our HR Like a Boss listeners about yourself and why you got into human resources. Well, my name is Stephanie, and it took me about 20 years to figure out what I really wanted to do in life, Okay. Um, which I almost kind of fell into HR. I started through, um, I worked for 
a re I had a job that I worked from home. So I worked remotely and it was for an outsourcing company. And I started just in customer sales, honestly. Okay. Uh, built my way up, started on the management side where I was overseeing agents and things of that nature. Uh, then it was time for a change and then started going towards kind of an administrative role. And then that just developed into, I found out I was good at staffing. Okay. And so then I went and worked for two staffing companies. When you work with staffing, staffing companies, it's almost like an HR role anyways. Um, you do the whole payroll process. You, you're integrated with those employees. And then I went as an on-site to a company and they had a really big need in staffing. And I was, I was filling that need and getting those 20 plus people every week. And so when they had an HR position that became open, I um, was offered it. I was actually asked to apply. And so I did. You earned that for sure. You definitely delivered results and they wanted you to apply for that job. For I was sure. about the people and we all have jobs because of them. So it, I always wanted to take care of them. So I was there for the people and then I got the people in there. And um, the reason I like doing what I do is because I'm helping somebody put food on the table for their family. That's awesome. Oh, how, so cool. All right. So this, this podcast is all about amazingly awesome HR. And I start all guests out after they introduce themselves is how would you describe the purpose of human resources? Why are you doing what you're doing? As I just said, for the people. For the people. Um, I am HR for a manufacturing company. And so we have base level entry positions as well as executive positions. My favorite is filling the base level entry positions because again, um, the, people might not see a factory as their goal in life, but when you have children and you just wanna make sure that you can feed them and put clothes on their back and give them a better future, then I'm about helping them do that for, for their families. So it's all about the people. It is all about the people. Driving results for them, making sure the business has success, make sure they're able to give back to the community. Now, I know there's probably a topic that if you were going to be on a podcast, you would love to talk about it. Is there something that over the years, throughout the course of your experience of getting into that initial role out of college and getting into this, into staffing and then now into your, your HR position in a manufacturing company, what, what's something that's going on these days that you'd love to talk about? It's funny that you say that because um, you just said coming out of college. And while I've had a little bit of college, I don't have a degree. Oh, okay. Great. So I awesome. tell people that I am my own success story. Yes. And you, I, I am living proof that to do a job such as HR, that is the mindset of you have to have that four-year degree that you don't have to. Mm -hmm. Hard work and perseverance and finding the right company that has that growth mindset. And so that I am, I am a firm believer in that. When people tell me I have two children, one uh, went to college, got a six-year degree, actually, um, has two majors. And then the other one that I have, he is a hands-on trades kid, and he's going to be just as successful as his sister is going to be. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, and I think that's that's great. Thank you for the, I don't want to say correction, but just the fact that everybody has their own path. Everybody, there's there's not a charter course for every single person. That's I always use this analogy. When I was a kid, I hated going to McDonald's because I had to get the cheeseburger. The cheeseburger right. had the pickle that I hated and those onions that were on there. And I didn't like mustard. I just wanted a cheeseburger with lettuce, tomato, and ketchup. Now I can go get a cheeseburger pretty much anywhere I want. Maybe not McDonald's. They don't do <laughs> lettuce. Sorry, McDonald's. But the idea of this customized thing, everybody wants that in their life. But super, super great. Appreciate that insight. All right. So last thing is this is called the HR Like a Boss podcast. My book that comes out in the fall is called HR Like a Boss. How would you describe someone that does HR Like a Boss? 
number one, being open-minded and that, that mind growth set, um, even though I don't have a degree, knowledge is power mm. and coming to things like this, doing things like this, that's out of your comfort zone is how you make yourself not only more successful, but more valuable. Mm. Way to go. Very nice meeting you. Thank you for Thank being you. on the Ace Your Like a Boss live stream. Uh, my friend, Lynn, how you doing, Lynn? What's so nice to on? see you, my oh friend. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to be here with Lynn Kernia. Lynn and I have been friends for a long time and we serve on the board at Cleveland Sherm and we're excited for this conference. And I know this is Lynn's first podcast, so let's give her grace and appreciation and love for being on the show. So Lynn, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. All right, so tell us a little bit about yourself. For those that don't know you and our listeners, what, who, who's Lynn Kernia? What's your story? Who's Lynn Kernia? I am an HR professional. Um, have been connected with Cleveland Sherm and Willery for a very long time. I have been in HR for a total of 20 years. It went by really, really fast. Wow, 20 uh, years. 20 years. I followed, I, I was listening to your previous person that you interviewed, and unlike her, um, I followed a very traditional HR path. So I started in recruiting. I did a couple of internships. I became a generalist, then a manager. Um, completed my MBA, went to law school, and focused on employment law. And now here I am uh, working in a staffing national staffing company. Uh, we do all sorts of staffing, including professional positions such as IT, HR, um, and uh, commercial uh, staffing such as manufacturing, warehouse type work. So it's a good place to be. I love it. That's awesome. Now, in the fact that you've had this 20-year experience in HR, I'm sure your viewpoint of the purpose of HR when you started versus what it is today is different. So tell me right now, Lynn, your perspective is how would you describe the purpose of human resources? It's ironic that you say that because when you're in school learning about HR and then working internships, you a lot of people ask you, why are you doing this? What, what brought you into HR? And my answer was always, um, it's about the people. I enjoy working with people. And I guess you could say that about customer service or marketing or sales or any other type of, of role. But I think what drew me to HR was um, I really enjoy interacting, networking, learning about people, developing people. Um, and that's still my answer today. I enjoy all those things. I can tell that from the first time I met you, even till today, how how important our relationship is. The fact when we see each other, it's like we've seen each other 20 20 years ago or five minutes ago, and that you just have a magnetic personality, one that's very warm. And I know in HR that's important. So people feel comfortable with you, that they you feel approachable. And, and, and you use the word like, I know it's HR like a boss in the book. I talk about the fact we got to love what we do because people do some crazy stuff. And <laughs> you some days at work or you scratch your head, why am I doing this? Because you love it and that you want that true north for you as your people. All right. So Let's talk a little bit, Lynn, about a topic that's near and dear to your heart. There's got to be something going on in your life right now in business, at home, personally, your sports franchise, your favorite. I don't know what it is, but let's get to know you a little bit about a hot topic. What is that? Yeah. Outside of work, I, I could talk about my son, as you know. Let's do it. We talk about our kids often. Uh, my son is a senior in high school after tomorrow. He's finishing exams for his junior year and then going into his senior year. He loves football. Uh, he is determined to play college football. Um, in his mind, that's D1 college football. I will see how far we get. Um, but he is very active in practicing and lifting and conditioning and all of the things that he knows he needs to do to develop himself in order to 
hopefully get into that college football role. We have done college visits. We visited Clemson. We visited University of Miami. We've been all over the place. He's got football camp coming up um, at Ohio State and Kent State. Um, and a lot of my um, non-work time is focused on people developing, which includes developing my son and making sure he's ready to achieve his goals if that's what he wants to do. I assume he's not watching live right now because he's in school, but let's wave to him for the recording. Let's say hi to your son. What's your son's name again? John. Hey, John. Great love you, name. John. All right. Love you, John, too. Way to go. Awesome. We'll help you get wherever you need to get into your life. Division One scholarship, Division One football. You can walk on. That's still a thing these days. Yeah. And don't stop pursuing your dreams, just like your mom. Super proud of her. And she got one topic to pick, John, and she picked to talk about you. So that speaks the world of her as a person. All right. Last topic. HR like a boss. I know you've you're wearing the shirt. I hopefully you'll buy the book later this fall. Hopefully 100%. you'll you'll re-listen to the podcast of HR like a boss. So how would you describe someone that does HR like a boss? We've touched on this topic a couple of times in the last five minutes, and HR like a boss absolutely to me means people developing. You really have to be tuned into where people are in their personal lives and their careers, and if they want to grow. 100% being there for them to help them grow. So whether that's helping them review a resume or apply for jobs or look at a promotion or you know, mentor them, whatever it is that you need to do to help people. I, I think successful HR people are people developers. It's very important. Don't lose sight of why you got into it. Your love for people, you're help, helping them achieve and develop and grow. And hey, John, your mom scored a touchdown on the HR Like a Boss podcast. Way to go, Lynn. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, my friend. You got it. All right. Here we are live again at the NORC 2023 HR Hit Reset Conference. I am so excited to have Bree, who was the first presenter from today. She started things off 7.45 in the morning. Did you give away a free cup of coffee? Everybody well, I only had a half a cup of coffee. That's why I said I came right off. I'm like, I'm usually I'm usually three cups in at this point, so I need to get my coffee. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So everybody, everybody was so excited. I know you, you, you dropped the mic as it relates to that. I heard some really great feedback. And while we were podcasting, you could probably hear the large standing ovation or round of applause that Bree got. If you heard that in the background, I'm sure Lizzie, our producer, kind of sounded that out. But Bree, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got connected to Human Resources. Sure. So I am a keynote speaker, and I'm the writer behind the social media platform, The Thinking Branch. I started it in 2016 when I was enduring postpartum depression and anxiety and looking for an outlet and also to create some community around the anti-social media. Everyone was talking about perfection, and I was like, life is not perfect. Motherhood isn't perfect. Uh, marriage isn't perfect. And so I started this platform and what started out as a hobby has now become this incredible community of over 150,000 on Facebook and Instagram. And I always say I don't drop that number to be like, look how many followers I have. It's more just a testament to how many people are craving real and raw conversation that doesn't have filters all the, all of the time. And so um, I love obviously connecting with my community online, but as we were talking about before, to be able to take my passion for self-care and taking time to check in with ourselves and bringing it into the workplace um, has been really, really rewarding. And it's crazy how that that time in your life, you talk about postpartum and yeah. the impact of a newborn coming into the world and all of a sudden your identity and what you were yes. doing was just you were questioning a lot of those things. I'm sure maybe it was even deeper or darker than that in a lot of situations. And then you realized, hey, wait, I'm looking on social media and everybody said, everything's great. Oh, look at this picture of me at this, wherever it is. And that kind of 
don't really like social media for that that forum. And then yeah. you made, I don't want to call it a business out of it, yeah. but I don't think you started that thinking yeah. it would turn into what it did. But you just obviously your idea it, it, it resonated with people. Yeah. And it, and isn't that the, you know, I get to come to work as my whole self every day because I am my brand. And when I think about what I do in working with um, diversity, equity, and inclusion professionals and employee resource group leaders, that is what the goal is, is to allow people to come to work as their whole selves every day. And I get to do that, but it also takes work to do that. And so I think it's incredible seeing how workplaces are also um, allowing people to come to work as their whole selves and doing more with the culture to be able to do that. Yeah, and definitely that we, yeah. we just talked about that earlier, the shift pre-pandemic to post-pandemic, yes. the importance of employee well-being mm -hmm. and really taking an interest in our people and HR is all about its people. And I'm just so curious, how is a how is a social media guru, a, a, a giant in the platform of all things, keynote speaker, how in the world did you get to the NORC HR hit, set, <laughs> hit reset conference? How did you make that happen? What's the connection? Here's what's interesting. You know, self-care is, is my passion. I speak to everyone from moms to to salespeople, to any, basically anyone who will listen, because no matter who you are, self-care is really important. Um, but as someone who used to work in the corporate world, uh, I was in professional sports in that fast-paced world, but also someone who's an entrepreneur and, and is married to somebody who works in the corporate world, I saw, especially over the pandemic, that there was this shift where we were talking more about wellness. We were talking more about women in the workplace. We were talking more about caretakers in the workplace and all of the things that we're balancing. And I, I was already doing this work on online with self-care and I thought, well, I would love to bring this into the workplace as well. Um, and really highlight this idea that if we are going to be able to come to work as our whole selves, as we're going to honor all of the different backgrounds and experiences that people bring to the table, we have to talk about this. And so um, I do a lot of work with employee resource groups um, and, and um, you know, wellness, uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion wellness programs. Um, but I, I saw this conference and I think, okay, here are the people that are responsible for doing this. And I, I, I imagine HR professionals as being givers and people people and because of that they probably don't you know take time to take care of themselves because they're so focused on other people and so that's why I reached out to them to say hey we should bring this message to them as we're talking about how they can take care of the culture and be better HR professionals we have to also think about how they're taking care of themselves too. You remind me of a friend of mine yeah. and she's a consultant and she wrote a book that's going to come out soon called Moms Eat First. Ah. And this idea of let's put yourself yes. first because as a I know as a mother, yeah. my mom, my wife, my gosh, yeah. they do not put themselves first. They put everyone else yeah. first, which is incredibly noble. But over time, as you know, that can have a, a counterintuitive result as it as yeah. relates to being able to be there for, for your kids, your, your spouse, your family, et cetera. So. Okay, so this is an HR conference. Okay, yeah. Tell me about the purpose of human resources yeah. from your perspective. What is that all about? It's the human side of business. You know, we we talk so much about, you know, strategy, marketing, and sales and all of these things, but there are humans behind all of that. So we need the strategy and the marketing and all of those plans, but there are humans that are executing that. And I think HR professionals have this um, incredible responsibility and opportunity to make an impact to create a culture where the humans get to show up as humans and, and create a space where it is, it's inclusive, it's supportive, um, and that people feel like they can come to work as their best selves. And to me, I would say that that's one of the most important things in a company because you can have a great strategic plan, but if you aren't taking care of the person that's required to execute that strategic plan, 
False you don't part. have it. False so part. I think that's, I think it's, it's such an important role in a company. Well, I know you probably have, and I, I, I cannot agree with you more. In, yeah. in the spirit of this podcast live stream, yeah. I want to I get into a topic that's near and dear to your heart. I don't know what it is. It's yeah. a potpourri topic. It's something that, as, as I mentioned, the chance, if you, if you woke up this morning and said, if I'm going to be on the H Like a Boss podcast, yes. I want to talk about this. Yes. What is that topic? Working parenthood. Um, okay. I think that um, working mothers, you know, there's so many uh, uh, mothers and parents, all, all caretakers, let's call it, um, that there is this thing that we we essentially have multiple jobs. Like we go to our work, but we are still thinking about our kids and all of the things that we have to do there and balancing that along with working parent guilt. So I used to really struggle with when I would take a trip like this or if, you know, I, I had to miss a game or whatever that was that I felt like I was taking away from my kids. Um, and to me, I want, what I want for my kids is for them to grow up and be everything they are, regardless of what the role they fall into. So I have to show them how. And so I think that when we talk about companies and HR, what we should be thinking about is how can we better support parents? Because um, parents are great multitaskers. We make great workers. You know, we, we are able to put out fire. Like that makes a really great team member for a company. So I, 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 I am very interested to see how companies are looking at caretakers. How are we supporting them? How are we supporting a new parents? Are we talking about mental, like postpartum depression, anxiety, and how that impacts the way that not only the mother comes to work, but also those who, you know, the, the partners as well. And so I feel like, um, you know, this is something that is really important um, because mothers, parents should be able to do multiple things, but we need for in the workplace companies that understand us and also create a culture where if you're not a parent, that you still have opportunities to learn what parents endure so that leaders can better support parents, um, that you can be a better support system if you're a team member of a parent. Um, but I'm, I, I'm big on like, let's shed the working parent guilt. Like we, we should honor our whole selves because I know when I come and do stuff like this, I get to go home to my kids more fulfilled and that's what I want them to see. And that's the parent that they deserve. And so, um, I love seeing, you know, I, I shared, I do a lot of work with ERGs and there's a lot of, you know, caregiver ERGs out there that are supporting people who are caring for kids, people caring for their parents. There's an ERG that includes pet parents mm -hmm. in there because that's, that's part of it too. And so I just, I feel like we need to continue to have the conversation about how we can support working parents. Yeah, totally. I'm, yeah. I'm with you as one that does that myself yeah. and, and, and know thousands of people that are. I'm just so curious if you want to give a shout out to your kids and they're, they may, I'm sure hey, they're not watching. They're in school. What's, what's they're hopefully they're what's, not watching. What's their names? Um, well, I, I I will say this. I don't share my kids' names. Okay, it's like, it's, my, it's Hi, okay. Kids. Hi, Hi, kids. kids. We're the same way. It's the, well, it's because I'm a social media professional and, yeah. and, and that that part of it, that's like my one boundary. We'll I will, just, I will we'll share their pictures. No, no problem. No, no problem. I know you totally get it. And the thing of it is for me, like with the topic that you were talking talking about yeah. with with parents and, and how important it is it's 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 again we have to take care of ourselves first but at the same time what i've noticed is my kids are paying attention even though they don't seem like it yes be on their phone or they're doing something else and i'm talking about something and all of a sudden an hour later they hear repeat exactly what i said mm -hmm. when i think they weren't paying attention mm -hmm. but they are they see you they, they're proud of you their yeah. oh, mom's going on a trip she's this keynote speaker high five and the other thing is is i tell them when i'm practicing self-care because think about it that's a tool I want to pass on to them. And so the best thing that ever happened, one day my daughter came home from school and all of her friends wanted to play 
you know, and she looked at me and I knew because she's a kid who likes to come home and decompress. And she looked at her friends and she said, thanks for inviting me to play, but I need some me time. And I thought of all of this time that I thought that self-care was selfish and that it was taking away from my kids, I was actually giving them a tool that they need for their life too. And for her to be able to say, no, I need my me time. I yes. loved it. It was great. The, the, the absolute boundaries, right? Yes. You make sure your daughter is showing boundaries. You just yes. showed boundaries. Question podcast host, but I'm not giving my kids' names out. This is my thing. So you're creating boundaries as a as a working mom, as a professional, as an entrepreneur, as a keynote speaker. Okay, last question. It's the HR Like a Boss yes. podcast. It's the book comes out later this fall. Hopefully, you'll work with Grant to give me a quick testimonial if you don't mind. Yeah, last thing is, how would you describe someone that does HR Like a Boss? Someone who does HR Like a Boss is somebody who cares deeply about people all kinds of people, people from different backgrounds. And I think that a person who, HR, who, who does HR like a boss also recognizes that they need to care for themselves too, because that's going to allow them to make the biggest impact. Awesome. Bree, thank you so much <laughs> thank for you. being on the show. So, yes, thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, here we are, everyone. We are back. We're, we're going to do our last live, live stream podcast recording from Nork. HR hit reset 2023. I'm taking my time because all those words are a lot for me to say all at once and it's live and people are taking pictures and there's a lot of excitement about what we're doing, but I'm, I'm so excited to be joined by my friend, Laura. Laura is new to podcasting. So let's give her some grace. Let's give her some love. Let's give her some appreciation. And what we'll do is give Laura a chance to tell us a little bit, the audience out there, the HR like a bossers, a little bit about yourself. Okay. My name's Laura Olexa. I work for a company called Barnes Group. I'm new into this company hmm, since October of last year. Yep, so of last year, six so months, eight six, months, okay. whatever the whatever, whatever the feels like a hundred years. But, you know, oh, you know, it feels like a hundred days. We'll say <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, and biggest company I've ever been in, global. Okay. Um, and we've been around so long that our ticker on the New York Stock Exchange is B. Just, just, just one B. letter B. Just one letter B. Oh my gosh, they so were one cool. of the first. Pretty and what, cool. what's it been like working for such a large company? It's it's been it has its challenges. I've only ever been really in small companies. I just came from nonprofit because I was going to change the world, and then felt I had to get back to manufacturing, post haste. So um, I, I'm excited to be there. Um, a lot of changes. We're going through a lot of changes at Barnes, which is cool. Cool to be through those changes. Some of the things I've had to uh, figure out is dealing. I've always been like at the top of the HR chain, right? All the small companies, right? I sign all the checks. I make all the decisions, and now I have to. You know, take a step back and okay, who needs to approve this? I just can't be out rogue doing whatever I want. So it's kind of hard to pump Raining the brakes. That back, I have to I'm pump sure the brakes tough, a little but You bit. still are a boss. That's the <laughs> right, whole idea right. of HR like a boss. In the book, we talk about you don't have to be the CHRO to mm -hmm. to do HR like a boss. Interns and everyone in between can take ownership, can love what they do, and that's really cool. I think it's a new challenge for you. Yep. Just kind of step out of your norm, and I still think you can mm -hmm. change the world through your 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 <laughs> excellent human resources. So tell me, speaking of changing the world and, and talking about impact, how would you describe the purpose of human resources? Well, the purpose of HR now, you know, you, they have to be at the table. We have to get a seat at the table and you have to fight for that, right? You have to get up there and shimmy your way in and not sit on the periphery. You know, some people don't want to be, you know, I'm just going to do HR, but I'm, I don't want to, I just talk to somebody out there. She goes, I don't think I want to be a director ever. I'm like, that can be your 10-year goal. Like, don't set yourself, you know, slow yourself down because you can do whatever you want in HR. You can, there are so many different types of ways you can go. Recruiting, generalist, um, learning and development. You just got to figure out, figure out what you want to do. 
Yeah, no, I, I can't I cannot agree with you more. And the importance of we talked about this a couple times already. Stretch assignments, doing things that are outside of your comfort zone. You know, starting this podcast was a unique experience, and writing a book. Oh my gosh, is that totally crazy? And start you know you getting into back into manufacturing right. and trying to new pro- nonprofit. How do you know if you like to do something if you don't try it? And, and exactly. We tell our kids that all the time. Right. Hey, go try it, see if you like it. Right. Well, why don't we take our own advice? We should take our, and that's what they you know the theme is today: taking care of yourself and figuring out you know taking a step back and thinking what do you want to do and figure it out. Speaking of what do you want to do, what do you want to talk about now? This is the potpourri section. You pick the topic. You tell the world. You've been probably waiting for this moment for 60 seconds just to shout out to the entire internet. This is what I think about fill in the blank. I'm going on vacation tomorrow. Let's go. So let's talk about that. I'm going to this little island called Anna Maria Island. I was invited on a kind of like, hey, do you want to come with us with Erin Flavin and her friends? And I'm like, are you sure you want me to go? And they're like, yes. I'm like, I'm in. Bought my tickets and like, listen, you can't say no now. I'm I'm in the, I'm shimming my way in there right there you now. Are. You got to see at the table. So I got to see. I got to see it at the at the poolside. Where's the the next, is that in the country? Is it? It's, it's, it's in Florida, if you can believe it. Like twenty, oh uh, forty minutes south of Tampa. So have a York celebration there. Oh my gosh! And we're gonna celebrate Aaron's upcoming nuptials. So, I mean, why not? This is my year of saying yes to everything. Travel to. Whatever it is, I'm doing it. I'm doing it wrong. Well, for anything. So I love it. That's so cool. All right. Well, then we're going to get you out of here on this. You've done a great job so far. You're surviving your I'm podcasting. Surviving. Yes, it's yes, all good. Yes. You're you're actually thriving. How would you describe <laughs> someone that does HR like a boss? Well, I always got to give out to shout out, shout out to my girl Lauren Rudman. I mean, who doesn't know Lauren Rudman, and who doesn't know how amazing she is in HR? Right. Anytime you got a question, a comment, like help me out. She's got. 15 different reasons on how to get through that. I mean, we all know Rudman. You, you know, the interesting part of Rudman is that I was just doing a final read through of the manuscript of H.R. Like a Boss, and I was tracking how many times I referenced people, and she got the most references well, in the book. She's quoted in there a couple times, and I agree with you. My, my affiliation with Cleveland Sherm, that's where we are today with their NORC HR Hit Reset 2023 conference. Lauren, Lauren, dragged me in like George Sample was talking about. <laughs> Volan told me to get into all these different right. committees and being a part of it. She brought Disrupt HR Cleveland to, to Cleveland, if I remember correctly. She now you're doing it in Columbus. Form, form, yeah, she <laughs> helped form the idea of the Sherm Foundation. She was a she was a rock star leader, of, and she set the bar, in my opinion, for other presidents of Cleveland Sherm. And and that bar has been been continued with people like George and, and Robin and others uh, before her. And I, I can't agree with you more. So big shout out to, to to Lauren. Maybe she is. She could actually be watching right now. We've had a couple. You can't be in school right now and, and listening. But right. You did an awesome I job. To say George Sample because he's standing. No, he, he is looking at us. <laughs> and George Sample is pretty damn awesome too. That's right. Hashtag sample is cool. <laughs> Hashtag sample is cool. Great job being on the podcast. Enjoy your vacation and the rest of the, the conference. You did an awesome job. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the HR Like a Boss podcast. If it resonates with you, please leave a rating or review. Or better yet, subscribe and share with a friend. Until next time, let's continue to aspire to do amazingly awesome HR. HR.